This is Be Your Own Hero, a Flow Athletic Podcast. All right, welcome to Be Your Own Hero, a podcast brought to you by Flow Athletic. I'm Ben Lucas from Cronulla, here with Australia's number one yoga teacher and Batlow's finest, Kate Kendall. Thank you, Benny. And our guest today, a very special girl to us. Her name is Erin Holland. She's a singer, she's a presenter, she's a host, not to mention a dog lover, fitness enthusiast, and an all-round hard worker. She works very hard, this girl. Erin, um, welcome. Thank you for having me. What an introduction. <laughs> Thank you for coming to the Strength Room at Flow Athletic, which you are very familiar I'm with. I'm very familiar with. I'm wearing... um something a little nicer than I normally would be in this room. Um, but no, a lot of hours spent And I am going to steal her outfit once she leaves. She's mm. already um, agreed to that. <laughs> we have it here on – it's recorded. <laughs> it's kind of a bit wasted having Erin on a podcast, how she looks, whereas I've got a good head for podcasts. But, uh. She's a glamour. <laughs> so it's interesting actually that we're in this room and we're still in this room together because our, there's a little bit of a story, there's a little bit of background you may know Erin in the papers. She's beautiful. She's glamorous. She's incredibly talented. She does a lot to give back. And we met her probably, what, four, four, four and a half years ago? Four Almost five years, years ago. Yeah. Time flies. And when we were at our humble beginnings here at Flow Athletic, when the studio wasn't actually built, we hired a model to walk around the streets of Paddington with a sign that said, sweat is sexy. Oh, and, and don't forget you doing yoga on the side of the road oh, that's right. I to was stop doing traffic that. as well and bring attention <laughs> to the fact that Fly Athletic was opening. But yeah, I was, I was a flyer girl. So yeah, Erin was our flyer girl. From the beginning. We are claiming her. We sent her <laughs> we into <made> her. <laughs> stardom. Um, so that's, that's the background. But how did you go from being our humble Flo's oldest member? <laughs> yeah, our Flo's oldest member to like doing what you're doing now. Like what was that first step, obviously? Um, I've always been a performer. So I started dancing when I was four and I went to the Sydney Con and did my classical opera training, which is what brought me from Cairns to Sydney in 2007. So it's been 10 years in Sydney now, which is mental. But I guess what forayed me into the industry was definitely the Miss World Australia competition. So um, I never woke up one day wanting to wear a crown, be a pageant princess. It was more a means to get to where I wanted to go. Um, and looking at your Jen Hawkins, your Jacinta Campbell's, your Rachel Finch's, um, girls who've had incredible careers on the back of a platform such as the Miss Australia title, that was kind of why I entered in the first place. And it's really served me well. And, um, you know, to look back from four years ago and I was flying on the street to, to where I am now is pretty incredible. Um, and same with you guys. To have seen this place grow over the last four years has been incredibly exciting and it's just getting bigger and better. Definitely a journey. But when you when you entered the competition, did you have any inkling, any idea at all that you would win and that you would be so successful? I mean, you enter wanting to win, yeah. definitely. And I thought I would do a good job if I won, but you never know. Like, mm. you really never know things like that. But the Miss World competition, as compared to, say, Miss Universe, um, has a lot of fundamental differences, one being the talent component, which as a singer was great for me. Uh, fitness component is actually a judged category. So you've got fitness, charity work, talent, interview, and overall presentation. So there was a lot of facets involved. There were ways that I knew I could stand out from the pack, um, thanks to the singing and things like that. But yeah, the philanthropy and the talent side was definitely what attracted me to that and what made me think this could be a great platform to 
show the world what I can do. What was the fitness component of it? Basically a boot camp. Yeah, boot camp for a couple of hours where they really did thrash you. So right. that happened at the international and the national level as well. Got to get you on board, Could Benny. be an opportunity for, for you, athletic, Benny. maybe for Miss World Australia next year. But, yeah, we had that, it all over. That was before over. we started training. Wheels before we started training. Into, so yeah. I was hopeless. Can you imagine? Praying mantis back then. I was a praying mantis. <laughs> so many guns um yeah look fitness wasn't my strongest point but coming from a dancing background I was always fairly flexible and fit um but definitely not cardio fit uh, wow, imagine doing boot camp with fit. all those girls Benny that's it's a good no he's comment. gone glazed no over look in his eyes ladies and gentlemen <laughs> you can't see him right now but he's looking um pretty pretty stoked at the idea but yeah and that happened at the international level as well it was more I guess probably more of a CrossFit idea in that they would count the number of reps with certain exercises and the person that there was also swimming and running in a whole lot of different disciplines, the person who kind of won that overall gained points towards their final total, which is what in turn gave us our winner. So And yeah. was it very competitive, the environment in that in that competition? Is it like Miss Congeniality where you're spiking each other's Miss Congeniality is actually exactly Miss World. Like it, to a T, even to the, um, I'm sure she won't be listening to this, but if she is, down to the point that our owner also has a son which no one actually knows is really her son who is involved in the organisation. So 100% to this day, because this woman is in her late 70s now, I believe, that movie was made about Miss World. But, yeah, incredibly competitive and I think that comes down to, at the end of the day, this was a work avenue for me and whatever happened, I was going to take it and, and make it my own and, and see what I could get out of it. But for other girls in other parts of the world where pageants are huge, this is live or die. This is supporting your family for the rest of your life. This is a difference between moving out of your, you know, little tribe that you live in, in, for example, Ghana, Miss Ghana. She now is set up for life with her family because of winning that title. So you can't compare that stress and that um, competitive edge to someone who it that means that much to. It's um, technical difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to um, compare that sort of um, competitive edge, I suppose, because whilst I'm a very competitive person, there's no doubt about it, that is not what would have been the outcome for me, um, I suppose. So that was very full on and you know you hear things like Miss Venezuela got calf implants because you know that was what she wanted to look like mm. <laughs> this person rocked up with a folder with every outfit for every of those 30 days planned out by a stylist and like these people take this very seriously yeah. very seriously and just knowing you quite you know personally closely Erin it's definitely not in your nature to be hugely well to be competitive sure but I see you as someone who is really um, always wanting to help their friends and you know, that – so did you feel like you ever sort of succumbed to any of the pressure of that or were you, were you, were you yourself the whole way through? Probably wasn't myself the entire way through just because you do get absorbed into those kind of environments. But I'm an inwardly competitive person. I would never sabotage someone else in order to gain success. I want to win because I am better. And that – there was a little bit of that um, self-sabotage going on with the girls like uh, Cyrus and Greece were paired together, which is really stupid considering past political tensions. But uh, Cyrus locked Greece out of her room one day and she ended up sleeping on a bench outside and ended up an hour late to rehearsal. So that was really funny I with no makeup on inside. and not dressed up, which was like blasphemy. Um, but thankfully I was in a really great group um, and I had countries such as 
Canada, who was my roommate, who we're still friendly with, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, Martinique, Poland, Netherlands, a couple of others, and we all just gelled really well together. And although we didn't all speak the same language, we got along really well and supported each other because it is a really hard month. And if you don't have that support or you feel like people are on your back, I think it would be really tough and some people did have really tough experiences but so do you think it was your singing that got you across the line yep definitely I think it's what made me stand out compared to the 130 countries that competed and you know when you're up against 130 girls from other countries you need something to stand out and so they utilized me for the actual final I did a operatic trio with Miss World 2012 from China who was an opera singer and Miss Indonesia who was also an opera singer which was fantastic because that was a way to stand up in front of everyone and, and have something to offer that the others didn't. And then I kind of let my my interview and my speaking do the rest for me. So, mm. so that was because I guess then um, in the competition and you're singing now. Talk to me about that. Do you still um, pursue that? Is it something that you get opportunities to come to you? Because, yeah, I just want to hear more of you singing. I definitely <laughs> think it's a great point of difference compared to the other girls out there in the industry because – when it comes to just say being the ambassador of a race day, I can sing the national anthem before the main race and maybe do a set in the VIP marquee like I just did for the Newcastle races. Or uh, I can I got a role in The Secret Daughter on Channel 7 last year and my role was a singer. So I got my first foray into acting as a result of my singing. So it's funny how our careers can take really roundabout paths that bring us back to our ultimate goal, mm. which for me is performing and ideally a mix of presenting and singing would be where I see myself. So David Campbell, if you're listening, I'm coming for you. Yeah. I want your job. I think he just has the most incredible career where he's managed to meld together his love of presenting and performing in musical theatre and roles when it suits him. So you'd say he's one of your heroes? Definitely. Any other heroes? Personal heroes. Yeah, David Campbell is um, definitely a career idol for me. Um, Sonia Kruger as well along those lines just because she's come from a dancing background and she's now performing and um, yeah I think they're probably probably definitely my career idols and so uh, you and I are pretty good mates we see each other a couple times a week well, we say uh, that? <laughs> you've got a few amazing gigs of late so tell us a bit more about what you're doing now what I'm doing at the moment presently is I'm lucky enough to have a couple of long-term ambassadorships and I work with BMW I work with Qatar Airways which just recently took me to Dublin for that the first like time awesome little trip sadly joke around for athletic as well which was a fantastic trip. And and that's something else that Miss World brought me is, you know, I came from a very modest family in Cairns and travel was not something that we ever did. We went to Brisbane to see the rest of our family Ooh. and that was as far as we went. <laughs> so to get to travel the world, which I've done since winning the title, has been the most eye-opening experience and you really don't appreciate where you come from and what you have until you do travel the world and I've been to places like India and Nepal and the Philippines and China and yeah places that um, are a lot different than the country that we live in so that's been a huge part of I guess my, my growth I suppose as a person over the last four years is is travels really enriched my life and give me a lot more perspective so yeah, Qatar Airways is a great one. I think we're heading to a new European destination early next year as well, which is on their next list of 
uh, flights, I suppose, because um, they're growing exponentially, you know, week by week at the moment and starting to apply to a lot more different cities. So somewhere else in early next year, which is great. The Star Sydney, which is another fantastic client of mine. And hopefully we'll be having a fly after dark there at some point too. I've been trying to talk Betty into it. Yoga Summit Disco. Maybe we should. <laughs> Benny's been keeping that under his belt because I don't know if he wants the art. Uh, oh, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. We will leave that. Um, All the things that we're doing in the next six months. But that would be an excellent destination. Mm. So be very fun. On the surface, it looks like a pretty glamorous job that you have, but is it so? Because, I mean, I've seen you, you work hard. Mm. It's, it's a difficult job in that you never know where your next paycheck is coming from, where the next gig's coming from. Sometimes you can be run off your feet and you can be busy with a number of things every single day and you might not get a break for a couple of weeks, but then you have those weeks where there's not so much going on and the consistency of having to support myself, because it's only me down here and, you know, I'm rightly so at 28. If I can't support myself, no one else is going to. So there's definitely that pressure. Um, with the job, the unglamorous side of things, you know, you have to keep fit and looking looking fantastic all year round. So there's no winter slack off for me, unfortunately. Um, as Ben said, I see him a couple of times a week for PT as well as hitting up the classes here at Flow Athletic. And I try to do that every day that I can. So it could be anywhere between three to seven times a week. And I've learnt balance in that sometimes work is incredibly busy and I need to look after myself and make sure that I'm well rested and well looked after and all of that. And I won't beat myself up if I can't get to the gym every day. But if I can, no excuses. Gotta gotta get here and keep fit. I can imagine for, for someone in your line of work where you're hosting a lot and you're at events a lot working, you kind of have to be constantly on, just like we do when we're leaving in classes, that you have to leave everything behind and be constantly on. So besides training and you know, anything else that you're doing in the fitness arena, are there certain things that you just love doing, your non-negotiables that you just want to do that like light you up, that inspire you, that keep you feeling, I call them like my grounding rituals, the things that I do that make me feel like me. Do you have mm-hmm. any of those? For me, it's to get out of Sydney when I can because for me, Sydney is work, all-consuming work. Like I love my job and I never switch off, but my partner lives in Brisbane, so... Being a Queenslander originally and being a fairly chilled out, (laughs) um, relaxed person, sometimes if I've been really kind of working a lot and haven't had a break for a little while, Sydney can be a little consuming for me. So when I get out and go to Brisbane for a weekend and just totally switch off, there's no hair, there's no makeup, it's not glamorous, it's very chilled out, Uh, getting to spend time with Ben. Yeah, yeah. Only sports bras. Only sports bras. It's, yeah, that, that really recharges but my when batteries. When you say bra off and spend time with Ben, can you <laughs> talk about that? Or that I do about Ben, her boyfriend, ben. just so everyone is clear I actually on that. feel, Not yes, ben there's Lucas. two Bens in my life and I see them both regularly. Uh, no, for, I feel bad for Ben cutting, but boyfriend Ben, uh, because he does get the completely opposite side of me than that Sydney does. It's always no makeup. No bra, mm. <laughs> no anything, just because when you're on <laughs> when you're on all the time for work, it's nice just to completely veg out, switch off and just totally. be in my natural state. And you <laughs> know, sounds I think weird to the say. three of us, you know, girl from Batlow, Brinsburn, 
the Shire. Sydney's a fast well, pace girl. Actually, I'm even Cairns. more remote than Brisbane, so it's um, it's a it's a fast paced Sydney. It's very fast paced, and, and I love the opportunity there is here. It's next to none, and everyone always says to me, "So when are you going to move to Brisbane?" and I'm not like I I really love my job and I love doing what I'm doing and a long distance relationship is hard but I've learned that I really need both to be fulfilled. I couldn't imagine giving up what I do to move to Brisbane and not achieve what I set out to achieve but I've also found myself in a situation where I can't imagine a life without him. So finding that balance between the two is an ongoing battle and him being a professional cricketer, he travels a lot too. He's just been in Pakistan. I haven't seen him for like almost four weeks now and season's about to start. So seeing each other will get more difficult, but uh, I have to prioritise myself and my own goals as well as my relationship. So it's that typical struggle that I think a lot of us women face is that that family versus career seesaw. And yeah, I think I've found a pretty healthy balance at the moment, but I think that'll get more difficult the older I get. And absence makes the heart grow fonder. Actually, oh, yeah. we, I don't we have a member here, Andrew Kingston. I'm probably just going to say that out loud. I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying it. <laughs> and I said to him once, because he's in such a happy marriage and he and his wife are awesome. They're both down to earth and so relaxed, so chilled. I'm like, Kingo, what is the secret to your marriage? And he goes, KK, for the first four years of our marriage, we live separately. <laughs> and I was like, well... That's kind of an interesting take yeah. on it. You know, you get the best of both worlds. So yeah. it's, it's, I don't think it's all necessarily We spend bad. enough time together as in, you know, around Christmas times or um, if I go and visit him somewhere and you're living in each other's pockets for a couple of weeks in India of all places, <laughs> uh, that well, I feel comfortable in knowing that it could work being together on longer frames of time. But uh, for me, I'm a very driven individual when it comes to my career so it's just not something that I'm willing to compromise on and luckily I found someone who is happy to support that and and I don't want to say let me do that because no one lets me do anything but you know is happy to continue the relationship as so because it's been it'll be three years in December that we've been doing this so yeah. So before we uh, get into your lightning round, I just wanted dun, to dun, talk dun. a little bit, I know, about your relationship with the, both the McGrath Foundation. I know that you do a lot of work with and the RSPCA. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, just recently, Ben and I actually adopted a dog, which I've been harping on about pretty much since two weeks into our relationship because I'm like, you have a yard, you have grass. Oh, my God, you need a dog. And I grew up with dogs. So a uh, big part of my life, I love spending time with Wilbur every time I'm here training at Flo. And Wilbur is underneath the table right now. <laughs> uh, but, you know, dogs are family to me and I've always wanted to adopt rather than shop should the opportunity arise. And it's actually Ben. He was supposed to go to the Caribbean Premier League and play a tournament there about two and a half months ago and he unfortunately got a hernia. Aaron's partner, Ben, by the way, is a very good cricketer. So he, yeah, he was supposed to go overseas and, and play a tournament there for two months. Unfortunately, got a hernia and ended up being stuck in Australia and was kind of faced with two months of rest and relaxation, which he wasn't thinking he'd have just before season started. And he thought, I'm going to go get a fairy friend. And I was like, this is the best news ever. And he was on pet rescue trawling through and we found our beautiful husky, called Sakari. She just turned nine, so she's older, but she acts like a puppy. And we, yeah, rescued her. So she came from RSPCA listing on this pet rescue website, which is a great uh, website, by the way, if anyone is looking to adopt an animal because it combines animals from a whole range of shelters into one 
one-stop shop, I suppose, online. So yeah, we adopted her and RSPCA is an organisation that my family's been involved in for many, many years. My grandmother, before she passed, was on the board for a very long time in Queensland. She donated more money than she probably should have because she didn't have a lot <laughs> to the organisation over her time. And just recently I did an event at Storehouse on the Park in Rushcutters Bay, which sponsored an RSPCA adoption day. And yeah, animal charities is something that I feel very passionate about and love to get involved and help out with whenever I can. And then the McGrath Foundation, which is just a very new one for me. The Star is sponsoring an event for them and they've just recently asked me to come on board and perform for a luncheon that they're having coming up. So, yeah, I've, I've met Glenn McGrath a few times. He's a, a wonderful individual and has created this incredible organisation that does such a wonderful job for breast cancer. So very happy to get on board. And I do this a lot actually with my singing is – probably one of the number one ways that I can contribute and, and help out above all others is I'll perform for a number of different events, whether it be the Tour de Cure just recently. I sang for Jeans for Jeans Denim Dinner as well. And um, I'm really stoked to be involved with the Star because they sponsor, event sponsor a lot of these events. So it works in really well with um, yeah, what I can offer. That's awesome, Erin. Really cool. All right. Shall I do the honours? Hit it, KK. Okay. <laughs> What's your favourite book, Erin? Oh, I mean, Harry Potter, I kind of grew up with. And it was one of those ones that every year you'd hang out for the next book. So I think I was about 10 when the first one I kind of got on board. So if that for me was like my childhood. I love J.K. Rowling. Favourite way to train? Ben Lucas PT sessions. Uh, I'm learning that weights are my friend. I'm a bit of a praying mantis, as he so kindly mentioned before. <laughs> was. Uh, was a praying mantis. You should see the guns now. <laughs> oh, it's a gun show. So, um, yeah, finding weight training's really been my friend lately. And do you have any apps or um, technology that you just love? You use Spotify every day, being a muso, so that's probably – my number one use and Instagram, I suppose. Can't help it. Hi, Candy. Um, so your favourite holiday destination or somewhere you'd like to go? Favourite so far has been the Maldives. Went there for work two years ago. Best job ever. I would love to go to Italy though. I've never really done Europe other than England and Ireland, which I did within two months this, this year. Yeah. Melfi Coast. Let's go, girls. Yeah, trip. let's do it. Um, recharge. How do you do that? Brisbane, as I said before, go out and just completely sleep for 12 hours a night, which is about double what I get in Sydney. That's great. What advice would Bruh you give off. your 16-year-old self? Uh, my 16-year-old self was not the coolest person going around, but she knew what she was good at and what she loved doing and she did it. So I was a muso band geek way back in the day and had I not stuck with it, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. So, yeah, I think I just encourage myself to be that uncle band geek and just just be me because it worked out pretty well worked out pretty well thank you so much erin for joining us no worries thanks guys see you in the gym (laughs) (laughs) subscribe to be your own hero on itunes and find out more from ben and kate at flowathletic.com.au